Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Emergency physician, TV personality, speaker, and writer. She's Dr. Lee. It's time for the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Uh, the new 2016 um, diet guidelines are out, and my next guest, the esteemed Dr. David Katz, who's the founder of uh, Yale Preventive Research Center, uh, very well known uh, in um, conquering lifestyle diseases and a frequent guest on the show. So welcome back, Dr. Katz. Thanks for being here. Good to be with you, Lee. Thanks for having me. So... Tell me about this. The very mixed reviews with these these new dietary guidelines. First of all, what is kind of the crux of what they did different? Or is yeah. that the problem, not too much? <laughs> well, in the end, not too much, and that is the problem. But I, what the first thing listeners need to know is it's a two-step process. So we had the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee report, and the Advisory Committee is scientists, experts in public health, carefully chosen, uh, reviewed for conflicts of interest, which they have to dissociate themselves from. They work for two years in, in subgroups, reviewing evidence, presenting reports to one another and to staff at the USDA. They all beat up on those reports just like 12 angry men. You know, and, and, and then at the end of a two-year process, they put that all together and say, this is what a group of leading experts think the weight of evidence supports for public health. And I thought that report was absolutely spectacular. And it, it addressed everything important about diet and human health, but it also said we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and it's an oncoming train. It's time to start talking about sustainability. We don't just want a healthy diet for us. We're kind of hoping there's one for our kids, too. So they included sustainability. I thought everything about that report was great. That was step one of the process. And, and that evoked a lot of criticism, but guess from whom? from people who didn't like the recommendation that we should eat a bit more broccoli and a bit less beef. So the meat industry went ballistic. Uh, you know, the, the folks who sell us soda didn't like it too much. Uh, and they lobbied Congress very aggressively to say, hey, don't talk about sustainability because that leads to the conclusion we should eat a bit less meat. And we don't like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, that led up to step two of the process. So what, what just came out just a couple weeks ago is the official dietary guidelines for Americans that we get every five years, they start with the advisory committee report, but then they politicize it into oblivion. You know, essentially, in the months after that report comes out, uh, everybody with skin in the game lobbies Congress, uh, Mm -hmm. and then members of Congress take the message to USDA and the Department of Health and Human Services and say, take this out, put this in. And what we wind up with, frankly, and I I have uh, unloaded on this topic in my blogs, what we wind up with is meaningless gibberish. It's politically adulterated. And so, you know, instead of getting clear advice that we should eat more vegetables, fruits, whole grains, beans, lentils, nuts, and seeds, cut back on meat, processed meat in particular, eat mostly plant-based diets, avoid soda, drink water. Instead of that clarity, we get choose a variety of foods from all food groups. I mean, what the hell does that mean? I mean can, can anybody translate that into anything useful? I certainly can't. That's what the dietary guidelines read like, and that's on purpose. So the advisory committee report, terrific. The actual dietary guidelines, not so much. But is that, uh, well, you know, that's how everything works today in our government, right? <laughs> that's well, why people well, are that, so yeah, frustrated. Yeah, in, if it's in the government. And so, exactly. Well, you know, listen, you know, you and I live in the real world. We, we don't expect 
politics to be free of politics, right? I mean, the issue is, should dietary guidelines for Americans come from the political world in the first place? And, and my feeling is strongly that they shouldn't, but, but we have a problem. I've been conferring with expert colleagues, some in government, uh, many in academia, some in public agencies. And what everybody who knows a lot about this process has told me is we can't take this away from government because the dietary guidelines for Americans are the official basis for all of the supplemental feeding programs. So WIC, Women, Infant, right. Children, SNAP, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, uh, and everything else, the school feeding programs. Right. So since the government you know, is funding all those programs, they, they require by law that they be in charge of the final report. What I've said, and, and I'm actually, I've got an online petition, listeners are invited to sign, um, at least let's have truth in advertising. The, the committee, the scientists, gave us actual dietary guidelines for Americans. Here's how we think you and your family should eat for good health, and by the way, a healthier planet. What the politicians give us is food policy guidance for America, not for Americans. Nobody thinks this is the best way for all of us to eat, but it's called dietary guidelines for Americans, so the average person thinks this is what the experts think I should eat. There are two real problems with that. One is it's not true. Now, you know, experts don't think you should be eating you know, deli meats routinely. And, and two is it undermines trust in all nutrition expertise. So people look at that and say, well, this doesn't make sense, and if this is what experts think, then the experts are full of it, and so I'm not listening to anybody. And, you know, and then we lose the opportunity... Yeah favorably influence public health and you know, I think that's really a tragedy and it and it gets very confusing for people so be, from 2010 to 2015 right they said uh, make your sugars less than 10 percent of your calories a day I mean that, that that's, that's a good th- that's a good thing exactly right. so so there are a couple of things that stuck from the advisory committee report into the official dietary guidelines one was that one which was limit added sugar in your diet to less than 10% of calories. But here's the problem even with that one, Lee. How do you do that? So in the scientist report, they were very explicit. If you're thirsty for crying out loud, drink water, not soda. In the official dietary guidelines, you know, I guess they were afraid of hurting the feelings of somebody at Coca-Cola. You know, they basically, uh, you know, they, they soften that language. Somewhere buried in the hundreds of pages is a reference to drink water, not soda. But you know, it's not up front, it's not in the executive summary, so we're told limit your sugar intake, but we're not told how. And that, by the way, is one of the techniques that distinguishes the government's report from the scientists. The scientists were very clear about what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat. The government is perfectly clear about what we should eat and very mealy-mouthed when it comes to what we shouldn't eat. So limit your intake of sugar, but you figure out how. Limit your intake of saturated fat, but you figure out how, because, you know, they don't want to tell us to avoid the product of some large corporation they have ties to. And, right. you know, and then we, we get guidance that isn't useful. What I'd recommend, by the way, anybody listening that wants to know what the real experts think, the right. Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee report is in the public domain. It's online. Just 2015 DGAC. Just type that into Google. The whole report is there. Read the executive summary. This is what experts really think. I say leave the government out of it. You know, the, the report that tells us what the, the people really concerned about public and planetary health is available. 
All right. Well, we only have a couple minutes. So what do you tell your patients? Someone's coming in and says, Dr. Katz, so what can I do this new year that will definitely help me? Well, you know, the question is whether we need to do anything new or we, <laughs> we really need to put to good use what we've known for a long time. We've had evidently about how to prevent about 80% of all chronic disease with lifestyle for literal decades. So I tell them, focus on foods, not nutrients. You know, it's all well and good to say limit sugar, but the easy way to get there is, you know, eat mostly vegetables, fruits, whole grains, beans, lentils, nuts, and seeds, nothing that glows in the dark. When you're thirsty, (laughs) drink water. And if you want to, add fish and seafood. If you want to, add lean meat, poultry occasionally. If you want to, add dairy with or without fat. If you want to, add eggs. But mostly vegetables, fruits, whole grains, beans, lentils, nuts, and seeds. All the healthiest populations around the world do that. So really the, the key issue here, focus on foods, not nutrients, and the nutrients then take care of themselves. And think about what you're mostly eating and then the few things you really want to avoid, soda and anything that glows in the dark. <laughs> Well, I I think that's excellent advice and, uh, you know, something that people can stick to because I know everybody uh, tries to diet uh, on the new year. And uh, I always just tell people if you can just focus, even if you had to pick one thing, which was get rid of every other uh, drink that you drink and just water, that'll be a good start um, for the new year. I want to thank Dr. Katz. Um, his website, uh, davidkatzmd.com. A great guest. This is the Dr. Lee Van Oker Show. It's Health from the Outside In on Radio MD. Stay tuned into your health. <laughs> 